Welcome to the Menopause Unplugged podcast with me, your host, Nikki Oliveira. On this podcast, we will hear from women who are navigating the challenging and transformative journey of perimenopause and menopause. These women have graciously agreed to share their stories and insights, offering a raw and honest glimpse into what it's like to go through this major life transition. From hot flushes to rediscovering themselves, our guests will provide a wealth of knowledge and inspiration for anyone who's going through or will go through menopause. So grab a cup of tea, settle in and join us for a fascinating and enlightening discussion. Hello and welcome to the Menopause Unplugged podcast with me, your host, Nikki Oliveira. Today in the studio, we have with us Sarah. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Hi, I'm very well. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for joining us. So, Sarah, tell us a little bit about your experience then with the menopause. Um, yeah, my experience. I don't really know when it started. You know, you have some little signs, some little changes here and there, but it doesn't really make sense. And sometimes you're just wondering what's going on with you. You just know that things are changing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I am perimenopausal and uh, I think it started probably in my early 30s when the big first change that I noticed is that all of a sudden I got acne and I always, always had clear skin. Even Mm. when I was a teenager, I never had problems with breakouts and suddenly I'm getting this um, cystic acne. And when I was speaking to my GP about it, I was told it's mainly because of hormonal changes when you get in in later stages of life. So I didn't think much of it. You know, it's like, okay, hormonal changes could be anything, really. Absolutely. Yeah, thinking more about it now is maybe it was the onset of my change, my perimenopause. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Um it's funny because if it's just the one symptom, it's very hard to just correlate it to perimenopause. It kind of needs to be, uh, you know, a few symptoms before, you know, that kind of click goes off, either with doctors or with ourselves when we're doing some research. Mm-hmm. So what other symptoms then, Sarah, did you experience or, or are you experiencing currently? Yes, so obviously that was the start, and bit by bit other symptoms were creeping up on me. Um, I noticed my hair getting a lot thinner. I always Mm -hmm. had really thick hair and found it difficult sometimes to put a hair clip or tie in my hair at the back, and suddenly I noticed my hair becomes really brittle, it breaks easily, Um, my fingernails as well, so Mm -hmm. I was thinking maybe it's something that I'm not eating, maybe I'm lacking something in my nutrition. Um, Then over time, I get these body aches as well. And they're really, really strong in the morning. When I first get up, I feel like, my God, I feel like maybe I'm 80 years old, you know, Um, a little while to get going. My um, energy levels have changed, so I'm feeling a bit more lethargic. I'm getting tired quite early on in the afternoon. And uh, the biggest change now as well that happened about a few months ago, or maybe yeah, maybe six months ago, is uh, restless nights. I can't okay. 
a complete night. I constantly wake up. Right. And it's really frustrating. I wake up several times in the night and sometimes I toss and turn and can't really settle. Other yeah. times it's a bit easier. But I haven't had any night sweats or any hot flushes. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get them. Yeah. My mom, it's it's really difficult to have those hot flushes. But yeah, the restless nights are definitely a, a problem for me right now. Mm, yeah and it's just it's just struggling to sleep the, the full the full time it's just is it anything in particular that's waking you up is it just I just don't feel tired anymore just, uh, it's it's my mind I just bright and alert and yeah. I just start thinking about different things then I was like no try not to think of anything just go yeah. back to sleep yeah but always walk <laughs> oh yeah and that all contributes to the fatigue as well isn't it like how you feel for the rest of the day and your energy levels I bet that's right because normally when I wake up in the morning it's really way earlier than I would need to get up right. so like five or six o'clock and I just can't sleep anymore mm -hmm. so I've always been an early morning person and my energy levels are at their highest in the morning I get yeah. up Start doing things, mm -hmm. but obviously I pay for that in the afternoon when my energy levels just come crashing down. And yeah, by around four, five o'clock, I'm like really feeling deflated. Yeah. By six o'clock, I just want to sit in bed. <laughs> by eight o'clock, I want to sleep. <laughs> so yeah. it's way too early, and um, it just feels like sometimes I don't make or I can't make the most of the day. And when, especially when it comes to my daughter, she's 12 years old, she's no. wants to do things and, and yeah. I'm tired. So I, I feel sometimes quite guilty not being able to be that energetic mum that I would like to be. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, totally get that. So what other challenges then, Sarah, do you feel like you've faced so far, you know, and on this journey of perimenopause? I think the biggest challenge was not knowing what's going on, not knowing mm -hmm. what's happening, because I think it's a subject matter I never talked about with my mother. And mm -hmm. there are lots of women out there that never had that conversation. Yeah. And in school as well, you just don't learn about these things. And once you start having some symptoms, you start digging, you start researching in the internet a little bit. Yeah. You have Careful, obviously, there's a lot of misinformation out there as well. So just rely on trusted sources like the NHS website and things. And talking to other women, I, I think that's the biggest thing that helped me. Yeah. The challenges of not knowing, not knowing where to look for help and advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just I found it difficult to go to the GP. Um, because they are so overstretched to get an appointment is so difficult these days yes wait months to be seen if you're lucky so I think the biggest um, change for me is really just to open up and ask those questions um, in, in my circle of friends you know and, and other mm -hmm. women who are willing to share absolutely yeah I, I agree Sarah yeah it can help definitely navigate 
that sort of path for you, you know, of where to turn to next. Um, yeah, um, because I think nowadays you really need to be armed with that information to like then go and get medical help if that's what you want to do or go down the other route of, you know, alternative medicine or, you know, holistic practices. So um, you really need to know what it is that you're, get it clear in your head what you're experiencing and then know what you're asking for. So did you go down the, the medical route then, Sarah? Did you did you get that GP appointment in the end? Um, yes, I think I was, in my mind, I was just thinking, you know, just soldier on. You know, maybe things are not going to get that bad. I don't want to bother anybody or, you know, I can manage. I had mm -hmm. that mindset. And the more I'm speaking to other women, they say, why are you doing that to yourself? If you can have a better quality of life, you yes. know, see if something can be done to support you. Mm -hmm. uh, and that came especially strong when I just recently joined a minute pause lunch and learn session at, that was organized at my place of work which I think was so I'm not on any medication right now I've mm -hmm. never menopause clinic before and because of the emotional support I got from the other ladies I finally made a doctor's appointment it's end of this month Amazing. And it is really really good that I've already done some sort of research about my symptoms mm -hmm. so better tell the GP what I'm experiencing and what I have already done to help myself because yeah. the, the normal GP might also be a bit clueless about menopause or might not be able to advise you properly and yes. they might be quick to misdiagnose you because they don't link it to menopause yes. so it's really good to do that research and then you have more of a stronger leg to stand on when you do go and see them absolutely yeah so for the things that you've done then for yourself and Sarah to help matters you know help manage your symptoms was that more like lifestyle and um, changes that you made like to your diet to how you exercise and um, manage stress those kind of things yes that's right so I am very keen on using natural um supplements um, mm -hmm. to help me sleep. I've started intermittent fasting as well to just keep an eye on what I'm eating and when I'm eating. Yeah. I have tried to cut out a lot of the sugary sweets that uh, I indulge in once in a while. Yeah. It doesn't always uh, work. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's come, come down quite a considerable amount. So um, trying to do some gentle exercises before sleep to make me feel tired. Mm -hmm. and, uh, just drink lots of water as well with le fresh lemon juice and, and ginger and turmeric. Yeah. I make myself these um, turmeric, turmeric drinks, which are also quite healthy for other reasons. But um, yeah, I think that's the main things to concentrate on my diet and, mm -hmm. and do gentle exercises to try and help me sleep and look after my skin a bit better <laughs> yes because yeah exactly what you described it helps a lot with them um, things like inflammation which is really rife in in menopause you know our bodies are just 
doing all sorts of things and, and you can find that um you know we we do have um higher inflammation in our bodies so definitely things like turmeric helps for sure so when you say gentle exercise before bed is that more like stretching and that kind of thing yes um it is stretching um and wall pilots so i'm just trying to um go on youtube watch a few videos and then just mimic what i'm being shown there i have yeah. never been into jogging or running so i find that very difficult but yeah. then again i like walking i don't have a car so wherever i need to go i walk um yeah. so that does help as well so when i feel like I've, i haven't had my amount of exercise in the day then i will just walk out the front door and just see where i fancy going in the neighborhood a few blocks around uh, or the local park which is absolutely great um mm. and uh, yeah when i come home it already kind of makes me feel a bit more tired than i would have been like without that exercise so i think it does help and it clears your mind as well because with menopause and another symptoms I, I just remember is that more in, increased level of anxiety. Things yeah. you didn't worry about before, suddenly you start worrying, uh, you start getting these butterflies in the stomach for some silly little things that before you could just manage and yeah, it does help those exercises. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, I, I've heard a lot of um, women saying about pilates and and yoga um really help just to kind of reset um mentally and you know just let your help your muscles relax for sure mm -hmm. that's really good so how has um you know being in the menopause affected your relationships has it affected your relationships with like your friends your family um i think the one person that's probably feeling it most is my daughter because I, I live with my daughter. I live alone with her. Um, so she definitely has noticed a change in my behavior. Sometimes she's saying, Mom, why are you always so grumpy? <laughs> Mom, why are you always so tired? Um, so I try yeah. to explain this menopause to her because obviously as a daughter, she also will go through it one day. And I think it's important that we don't always put on a brave face and not touch that subject matter. You know, I, I explain to her as much as I can why I am the way I am <laughs> right now. Yeah. But my family all live abroad, so they get me in very small doses on the phone here and there. So it's um, I don't think they're affected by by my mood changes or my my menopause symptoms as such. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's so important that we tell, you know, our children that this is what I'm going through and it's got nothing to do with you. It's not something that you've done or anything like that. Um, it's just the change of life, isn't it? Absolutely. And the more open you are about it, um, the more people feel, yeah, it is a natural process that everybody's going through. And before you start letting things simmer, and uh, turn into resentment it's better to be open and just talk about it yeah 100% Sarah so 
that brings us on to our final question. So what advice would you give then to other other women who are, like we said, going to go through menopause or are, are currently going through it? What, what advice would you give them? Yeah, the m- most important advice I would like to give them is don't be hard on yourself. Take each day at a time and seek support wherever you can get it. Don't suffer in silence like I have done for so many years. Uh, There's a lot of support out there. And I've seen myself that it is really nice to just to talk your worries off your chest. And you get some good tips, you know, maybe you haven't thought about certain things or heard about things that could really help you. So just be open, don't be shy. And um, yeah, also allow yourself sometimes to not feel great it's absolutely fine yeah absolutely yeah we're you know we're not designed to be you know amazing feeling amazing and energetic and 100 percent all the time it's it's really just you know leaning into those emotions and understand that why we're feeling the way we're feeling and that's okay for sure you have to be kind to yourself because i think this society places a big importance of on productivity you know um but self-love and self-care is so so important and you are the most important person so you have to look after yourself a hundred percent and i think naturally as women we do um you know hold a lot of guilt and you know when when we, we feel like oh i've not achieved this today or i've not done that or i've just had a down day you know a bit of a a doobie day so to speak um and we beat ourselves up about it yes and and we are the people that care for a lot of people we care for our children we care for our partners we care for our elderly parents or other family members so yeah. we are constantly taking care of other people and forget ourselves in the Mm -hmm. process so it's it's so important that you don't forget yourself yeah couldn't agree more Sarah thank you so so much for that well that brings us to the end of our interview so again thank you very much for joining us and sharing your experience with us and I'm sure we'll speak again soon thank you so much great thank you Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to Menopause Unplugged. I hope you find the conversation to be informative, enlightening and empowering. Remember, menopause is a natural part of a woman's life journey, but it doesn't have to be a lonely one. Whether you're experiencing perimenopause or menopause, my menopause coaching program can provide reassurance and guidance. Please do reach out to me through my contact details on the show description. And until next time, take care.